0: Hello, and welcome to the Feast and Be Filled podcast. My name is Joey Schwartz, and this show is all about helping followers of Jesus feast on the word and be filled with the spirit. In this episode, we're continuing our series, Use Your Gift. It's lined up with the book that we recently released called Use Your Gift. And in this episode, we're talking about how God calls you and expects you to practice your gifts. How do we do that? That's where we're going. Let's get started. Hey, thanks for joining us for another episode of the Feast and Be Filled podcast. We're well into the series, Use Your Gift. And it's aligned with a book that we recently re- released on our website. It's a printed book, so kind of old-fashioned. We, we've released digital resources, but this is order it, send it to you in the mail and all that. That's our It's our first time doing this. Um, when, when the Lord started Live Full, I, I felt like printed material would be one of the things he was going to lead us into, and it's my hope, this is the first of many printed resources. I I just believe there's something beautiful about holding a book in your hand, being able to go to a coffee shop or sit near a pond, go into the woods or whatever, like retreat with the Lord and be able to read and bring a Bible and a journal and meditate. And so I'm hoping that this is the first of many books that we do, but I'd also continue to share, please continue to share feedback uh, if you're reading this book by yourself, reading it with a group, send in your testimonies, you can do that at joey joeyatlivefull.org. I don't know if I mentioned the link this time around, the link is at livefull.org book. You can order the book also at livefull.org. We are in our sixth part of eight episodes in this series called use your gift. And here, what we're going to be talking about is practicing your gift, practicing your gift. So uh, what I'd love to do is begin this episode just by going to 1 Timothy chapter 4. And Cassidy, if you're there, I'd I'd love for you to read it for us because this is going to set the foundation for what we're talking about when uh, we're talking about practicing your gift, practicing your gift. So Cassidy, would you read 1 Timothy 4 verses 11 through 16?
1: Starting in verse 11, command and teach these things. Let no one despise you for your youth. But set believers in example in speech, in conduct, in love, in faith, in purity. Until I come, devote yourself to the public teaching of scripture, to exhortation, to teaching. Do not neglect the gift you have, which was given you by prophecy when the council of elders laid their hands on you. Practice these things, immerse yourself in them, so that all may see your progress." Keep a close watch on yourself and on the teaching. Persist in this, for by doing so, you will save both yourself and your hearers.
0: Yeah, so the the call that we see Paul giving Timothy right here, and I love Cassidy emphasized it in her reading. Do not neglect the gift you have. Do not neglect the gift you have. God has given you a gift. And what we've been talking about so far in this series is that he's given you a spiritual gift. It's a manifestation, an empowerment of the Holy Spirit given to all believers by his grace and according to his will, designed for the common good and the glory of God. That's what a spiritual gift is. And he's given that to you. And you can also know your gift. In the previous episode, we talked about how do you discern your gift? How do you know your gift? But it's not just enough to know your gift. It's not just enough to... To walk around knowing your gift as though it's a badge that you can carry that has honorary value apart from its being used. No, that gift that God has given you, and if, if he's given you the knowledge that you have that gift, he's done so so that you can practice it. And the call uh, and the warning here, the, the, the exhortation from Paul, is don't neglect the gift that you have. He tells Timothy, this was given to you so clearly, don't neglect it. Because what we, what we say in the book, we've said in the series, spiritual gifts are like fires that they can erupt in various sizes. So the Holy Spirit distributes gifts in various measures according to his will. So think about, just imagine your mind kind of fires in various sizes, kind of spread out on a field or whatever. They start in various sizes, but they can either grow or diminish depending on how you attend to them. Mm-hmm. So what Paul tells Timothy in 2 Timothy 1 is, fan fan into flame the gift of God which was given to you. Fan it into flame. And I love also, right in that passage, what does he say would be the opposite of fanning into flame? He says, God has not given you a spirit of timidity. Mm-hmm. Remember the episode we talked about the parable of the talents, the wicked servant who allowed fear to keep him from going at once to invest the gift and it's fear that keeps us from holding a gift and instead of using it and practicing it, burying it. But when we do remember that fire imagery we we're talking about, when we neglect the gift that God's given us, it's like not attending to a fire mm-hmm. and the fire just starts to dim. We I had Sam storms on earlier uh, in an earlier episode to talk about the gift of tongues and he recounts the story that he also mentions in his uh, solid book the language of heaven about how he received the gift of tongues when he was in college and through in part the discouragement of uh, his leaders and, and the ministry that he was a part of, he let that gift become dim and he did not, pray in tongues for another, I I can't remember the exact figure. It was something like 25 years. Mm -hmm. It was around 25 years that the gift had grown dim and dormant. And Paul is telling Timothy, don't do that. Attend to the gift because if you don't attend to it, if you don't sow to the spirit in that way, that gift will dim. But in in contrast, if you practice it, if you practice Mm. it, it'll fan into flame. Now, how does he tell Timothy to practice the gift? This is key for you to see. He says, uh, practice these things, immerse yourself in them, so that all may see your progress. So two things you see, or or three things you see in this one verse. This is 1 Timothy 4, verse 15. First he says to practice these things. Practice. Mm -hmm. We almost think about um, that word practice when it comes to the spiritual gifts as too worldly or earthly or practical to apply to something as mysterious mm. and divine as spiritual gifts but paul is telling him practice like we, we might imagine practice the piano practice learning a language practice um, practice i don't know any skill you're trying to develop now the difference between Practicing the piano and practicing your spiritual gift. Well, actually, it might be helpful to talk about what's the same about the two. The same is that you are practicing. Practicing the piano, you have to give, do some reps, you have to spend time, you have to apply your mind and heart and body to learning the piano in order to learn it. Same. It's the same thing with the spiritual gifts. Mm -hmm. You have to immerse. It's not just this theoretical thing that doesn't mean anything. You have to, if God has gifted you in an area, you in, in a certain spiritual gift, you have to practice it, get it, like get into the, the action of doing the gift. The difference is that when it comes to playing the piano, what we're doing is we're trying to practice to expand the limits of our human capacity. Mm -hmm. When it comes to the spiritual gifts, we're practicing by faith that God will take our practice and work out what is impossible with our strength. He will take Mm -hmm. our practice and he will work out of that practice what is impossible with human strength. But it's still but still we have to practice Mm -hmm. and by faith in God, by the filling of the Spirit. We have to spend time practicing. So he tells us that. The second thing he says, immerse yourself in them. Mm-hmm. Immerse yourself in them. He doesn't say just kind of dabble around. Like if you know you're, you're gifted in preaching, just don't, don't be too focused on that. That's a distract. Timothy, don't be too distracted by your gift. That's gonna distract you from God. Just you know know that you have it, but keep your eyes on Jesus. Now Paul has a correct view of the spiritual gifts that they are manifestations of the Holy Spirit. And the Holy Spirit is God. And as we follow the Holy Holy spirit we are going to have our eyes fixed on jesus and on the father and be communing with god no spiritual gift is a distraction from from god himself so what he, he doesn't say don't get too into that stuff he says take a head first dive into the gift so that you can grow and then later on he says immerse yourself in them so that all may see your progress mm. and here's the last thing to see you can grow in your gift. Mm-hmm. You can grow in your gift. I've seen this. I've seen brothers and sisters who uh I actually tell the story in the book of visiting a congregation where they were seeking to practice the prophetic. And there was nothing there was nothing spectacular. Um it, there was a lot of faithfulness in the room, but there was nothing that you would have walked away saying, wow, that was that was some prophetic power visited the same gathering three years later, and there was an authority, there was a weight, there was a power. And the main reason why the difference between those two points in time were practice. They had shown up week in, week out, and sought to listen to the Holy Spirit, open the Bible, test what he, what they were hearing, and then to speak uh, prophetic words to one another. Mm-hmm. And through that practice, God grew them. But I think a lot of times we feel like spiritual gifts in their, in their measures are fixed or in their capacities or their strengths are fixed. But God says you can practice these things. You can immerse yourself in them.
1: Mm -hmm, mm -hmm. It makes me think Joey, how I, I actually never really learned how to swim. And so that's something about me is I, I am not a great swimmer and it's because I didn't fully immerse myself in Mm. the pool ever. I would dip my toe in, I would get halfway in. I would make these really hesitant attempts, but I never fully immersed myself in the pool underwater and and practice. And so I still to this day like don't know how to swim. And what what you're saying of we are called to practice and how we are to practice is fully immersing ourselves even mm. not fully knowing how that's going to look like, you know yeah, that. Yeah. In pursuing the spiritual gifts, that God, He doesn't say here, first learn everything there is to your spiritual gift. That's good, and then immerse yourself in yeah. it. No, He says, don't neglect it, don't neglect it, and and immerse yourself or practice these things. Immerse yourself in them, and it's actually in the immersing yourself in them. You walk in the Spirit and lean. Onto the Spirit in those ways, and and you learn more. And like Joe said, grow. You yeah. will, you will grow, and you will learn because the Holy Spirit, He is teacher, and He is our indwelling teacher. And so, let Him teach you. Give Him opportunities yeah. to teach you, and He is He is helper. Are we putting ourselves in places to be helped by Him? Oh, and when you jump into a pool, you you need help with yeah. that with from the instructor from the teacher right yeah. someone jumps in well we get to jump in to the body to, to build up in the and the holy spirit is the one teaching us and to immerse yourself in these things means you are immersed in the body of Christ. Going back mm-hmm. to Acts, they gathered together daily. They were fellowshipping with one another. We should be living life in the body because in that, you are immersed within so many different needs uh, of the body of Christ that the Spirit's gonna, going to use you. But yeah, I'm curious, Joey, do you have any specific stories of how how have you practiced the spiritual gifts or how have you seen the fruit of practicing God growing you in the gifts?
0: Yeah, that's a great, that's a great question. One more thing I want to point out from first Timothy four before, or two more things we want to point out from first Timothy four. Notice that his call to not neglect the gift uh, comes in the context of him saying, do not let no one despise you for your youth, but set the believers an example in speech, conduct, love, faith, purity. And then later on, he says, "Keep a close watch on yourself and on the teaching for by so doing, you will save both yourself and your hearers." I think there's a lie in the church. There's a lie in the church that uh, believers start exercising their gifts when they turn 30. Mm. And when you're in your 20s, when you're in your uh, when you're a college student, let don't expect don't expect too much of yourself. Don't uh, don't put too much on your shoulders because you're. You're in your 20s you can kind of feel it out when you get when you get older that's when like there's this almost mystical thing that happens when you turn 30 where you're just going to get a, a a profound sense of your ministry and call and instead what we should be telling uh people who are in college and in their young 20s is so
1: mm-hmm. use
0: that small flame that you have it might be a small flame because it's true that years of maturity in the spirit i need to emphasize will fan that into flame but only if you sow, Mm -hmm. and and it's not neglect the gift for 10 years and then when you get older and you can kind of pour into younger people that's no the reason why uh in many churches there is a lack of older people who can genuinely pour into younger people is because they were waiting to become old in order uh, to start sewing and what should have happened is from the get-go from the moment of salvation Start sowing into the spiritual gift that God's given you. Start contributing. Start building up. Even if it's a little flame, start investing, and then God can make that mm-hmm. grow and grow and grow. Another thing, too, in this is that this, this call to not neglect the gift, it comes in the midst of a call to a holy life. Mm-hmm. And it's so important to emphasize. In fact, on the book, we have this uh, plan for you to be able to work through. Called a We're calling it an immersion plan. It's kind of the big... Takeaway that you can take from the book. There's so many practi- so much practical help. We hope in the book, but there's going to be like a plan that you can work through in order to, for you, in the midst of your context and your community, to be thinking about how you can use your gift. And that's that's coming in this chapter. We're not going to walk through that whole thing in this episode, but we're going to instead going to just have a little bit of a conversation about some aspects of that. But one of the things that's going to come in that immersion plan you'll see is it's not just going to teach you how to use your gift. But instead, it's, it's going to put it in the context of how to set the believers an example in speech, set the believers an example in conduct, set the believers an example in love, faith, and purity. And that, if you're 18 years old listening to this, what Paul is telling you right now is never excuse a lapse of holiness in speech, conduct, love, faith, and purity, because ah, I'm just an 18-year-old. I'm sorry, the, the eternal spirit lives within you, and because the eternal spirit of wisdom lives within you, there is there is no reason why you cannot set the believers an example in speech, conduct, love, faith, and purity. And of course, as you stumble along in that pursuit, Jesus abounds in grace. When you sin, we have a high priest. We have an intercessor. He covers you with his blood. He renews you inwardly as you come back to him for cleansing time and time again. But we, we must not mistake what is the bar the bar for an 18 year old for a 20 year old for a 22 year old and 24 year old and 28 year old and a 60 year old is don't let anyone despise you for youth. set the Mm, believers an example mm -hmm. so live so that a 60 year old would be able to look at you and say i should talk like that i should walk like that i should love like that i should be pure like that and it we, we the reason I'm emphasizing this in a series in a series on spiritual gifts is because we can't have one without the other, mm-hmm. without a doubt or without exception. If you're trying to sow in your gift apart from sowing to the spirit of holiness, you're going to be sowing to your gift improperly because mm-hmm. you're going to be sowing into your. There's going to be sinful uh, motivations, sinful strands uh, sinful ingredients mixed into those seeds that you're sowing into the gift, like arrogance, conceit, rivalry, uh, envy, insecurity that is going to change the fruit that's going to come from that spiritual gift. So what you're going to find in the plan that we put in the, in the, um, in the book, but even more important in the work that God is going to do in your life, he's going to do both as you sow in your gift. I love what Cassie said. It's not wait till you're perfect. And then you start sowing your spiritual gift or wait till it's a mighty fire. And then, so he's going to have you. sow and he's going to have you grow in mm-hmm, the Lord. Mm-hmm. And I know those two things rhyme, uh, but I think, I think it might be helpful. Like they, sow, so to the gift and you're also going to grow in Christ simultaneously. And God will use both. Mm-hmm. You asked me about how this has worked in my own life. I think I'll, I'll, I'll share two examples. Um, I'll shoot, share two examples of gifts in my life that I think are very different in the way that, uh, the kind of storyline of them. And it'd be helpful for listeners just to see kind of the differences in it. So the gift of preaching and the gift of tongues, very different in, in their initial manifestation and in their progress since. God, uh, clo- I, I tell the story in the book, but God clothed me with the spirit to preach when I was 18 years old had been following Jesus for nine months, and it was this, I felt in that moment like God had called me to preach as for as long as I had breath on earth, and I still do. It, that was a life-changing moment of of receiving my ministry from the Lord. Uh, that initial moment was marked by a few mo- a few months of really fruitful ministry here in Charlotte. Like really fruitful ministry, God just saving kids. There were kids who were getting saved and um, and sanctified that just never were at church. And it was, it was, it was a work. Cassidy was actually there, uh, and expose the light, expose the light. Uh, I'm not, yeah, I was going to point them to the, the expose the light trailer, but (laughs) my good, if you've seen, uh, I think we mentioned it, Josh, who's on the podcast was in that video. Did you know that? No way. Josh was the actor in that video. And that's where Josh and I started our friendship. It's hilarious. I love it. Yeah, anyway. Um but it was this original like season of abundant fruit and then wilderness. Mm. I got to I got to college, well I um another aspect of that is it was, I, the mo- the shift from great fruitfulness to wilderness actually kind of happened in a moment. I felt like the spirit I felt like I don't believe this happened, but the spirit almost like departed from me. And, and then just allowed me to go into like the wilderness for a long season of suffering and wilderness. Like I, and in, in, in that, in those six and a half years, I didn't preach very often. Uh, when I did, it was kind of forced. We formed like some preaching cohorts. And we, so we weren't even like really preaching to anybody. Um, it was just like preaching to a few people in a circle. Josh, Josh and I know about that um, converge, which Josh and I mm-hmm. mentioned all that. Uh, but it, it really wasn't like God was not providing a bunch of open doors. So I had a lot of confusion. I remember in that season about this passage, God, I'm, I'm re- I, you could look back on my journals. I probably journaled out for Timothy four uh, in the double digits, uh, times in those years, because I was like, what is it? I'm trying not to neglect my gift, but it doesn't seem like there's any place to. And I'd say that, that is different. Uh, I'd say that means if, if, if you're really seeking to practice your gift, but you're finding there's not many opportunities, it could be that you need to look elsewhere, but it could be that maybe God is really, uh, focusing in on the holiness aspect. He's building the, the character he's tilling the soil and preparing you so that you can be poured out. And that was like a season of just a lot of silence, a lot of wear and tear. And I, I share that story in, um, my path to charismatic depth, I think part one, but after that season of wilderness, God's brought, God has, has opened up more and more doors for that. Even in this podcast in a way, I don't really consider this preaching so much. I consider this more like teaching, uh, but he's opened more doors for that. And, and I feel like I'm much more in a season of pouring out in the last two or so years. So that's, that's kind of preaching ignited in a big fire then wilderness and then came back with more maturity after a lot of suffering and sanctification from the Lord. The gift of tongues was very different. I shared this in our last episode, but it manifested originally not like this mighty fire, but it what I could tell it was a fire. I could tell it was not from me. I could tell it was from the Holy spirit, but it wasn't this like raging fire. It actually felt very supernaturally natural in a way. And, but it started dim. Like when the Lord first gave me that gift, I was probably just practicing it from time to time in my morning time of prayer. So it was kind of, it was a dim dim in a way. But what the Lord led me to do is to continue to sow into the, the size of fire that he had given me. And I just kept sewing, kept sewing, kept sewing. And now that, that gift has multiplied, uh, I it's probably not an exaggeration to say it's multiplied a hundredfold in my life from that moment because of just the way the Holy Spirit has used my investing. So in that gift, it's kind of been a steady trajectory up from a, a dim fire. So I give those two cases just to say there's not a consistent pattern around it, what it means to practice And to grow in your gift, it could look different based on the seasons God gives you the the wilderness that God might be bringing you in through into the opportunities, but the big the the consistent thing is knowing that God has given you a gift, seeking to practice it, and also seeking to pursue holiness as Christ is holy as you practice your gift. How about you? I'd imagine you have a different trajectory than either one of those, those kind of storylines that I shared.
1: I I've seen God move and, and it's like what you said, Joey, it, it's going to look different in yeah. everyone's life and in our walk with the spirit because he is, he's teaching us things about himself as we walk, as we walk in him. Mm-hmm. And in terms of, and what I shared this in the last episode of some of the ways the spirit has gifted me would fall under when when first Peter talks about speaking, the one who speaks yeah. and for me to speak, it, it's coming out of my mouth, but it's also coming from my mind. And so in practicing the gifts, the Lord has grown me and paying attention to my thoughts mm. in a way that I didn't before in a way that I just thought my, my thoughts are, my thoughts and God can't, he can't speak to me through my thoughts. That's not how he speaks. I only can read the word. And if it's not word for word in scripture, then then it's not from God. And and God does, he does speak to us through the scriptures. He does speak to us word for, bringing verses to mind, bringing his word to mind. But he also, he, he speaks to us, uh, it, even in, in prophecy, right, it's, it's telling me something about someone that it's maybe not word for word in scripture, but it aligns with scripture, and it's testing it against scripture. It is, it is in line mm-hmm. of this edifies this, the body. This does console, or it does teach, or it it does encourage. Yeah. It does b- build up the body in love, in in this way, just in how the Spirit leads us to different promptings that we we don't find word for word in scripture whether to homeschool your kids or send them to public school or whether to date or not date that we don't find those things Mm -hmm. in word for word in scripture but that the scriptures illuminate to us and give us leanings by the spirit of what is god what is he saying to me and that the lord when he has used prophecy in my life that is from him, it's never, it is never contrary to scripture. It is never, it it always, it aligns with God's design for upbuilding the body. And so I say that because as I be, begin to practice the gifts and paying attention to how is the spirit actually can speak in my, like in my thoughts, like give me thoughts that are from, from God that I began to lean in of that wasn't my, that wasn't Cassidy's thought that was the spirit speaking, but I missed out on it so many times because yeah. I just thought it was just a, pa- a passing thought. And so God mm-hmm. by his grace and and he's continuing to grow me in in discernment. Don't be conformed to this world, but be transformed by the renewing of your mind that by discerning Mm -hmm. and testing what is the will of God that is perfect and good and acceptable before I, I just leaned on dismissing, dismissing, dismissing. And that led me to neglect, neglect and neglect, Mm. but leaning in Mm -hmm. to discern and to search the scriptures of, okay, is where can I see this in God's word has been a way I've seen God grow me and there's been stumblings there's been times where i thought maybe is this the spirit but it was just a a passing thought of mine and i i also i also think about how i had a wrong view of oh if i'm practicing these gifts it means i'm going to reach a point where i don't need the spirit's help anymore and the spirit he is helper and He's, he's not a performer. He's not a performer. And mm. in my flesh, I desired really in that to be able to on my own operate yeah, in, in the gifts. Point. And and God showed me I need him and he is the giver of gifts. And every time he moves yeah. through this the spirit in, in my life, I remember, I taste all over again, this is God. This is God's grace at, at work. And I also thought, in a way, oh, I, that the Holy, the Holy Spirit desires, he desires to edify the body, Mm -hmm. not entertain. He is not here to entertain the body. And so I often, in, in speaking gifts, wanted to be perfectly eloquent or want to, you know, say something in a way where it sounds awesome. And that was just my flesh's desire to instances like entertain or, do a good job at it and and that is not what the spirit is after. He's after to build up in and love others in for us to be in the fullness, grow into the fullness of who Jesus is and to be edified. And so I, I had to put off practicing things in the spirit or Practicing things in the spirit made me put off any worldly thinking because I often would think about, oh, in sports growing up, this is what it looked like to practice. I would try to think of other things in the world of, okay, well, practice in this means this, but I'm really stumbling when I gave this prophetic word over someone, but it encouraged them. But I thought I was supposed to sound eloquent, but learning, we just get to learn so much about God along the way and i have lots of stumblings but mm. lots of stories of god's grace and kindness in building up his body and he knows he knows the body's needs yeah, far better than mine or far better than i do and that's another thing that that will come to see as we immerse ourselves immerse ourselves in these things god's going to use you in ways you wouldn't yeah. expect and one last thing i would add to this is in practicing continually putting yourself in places to be needed by the body Mm -hmm. to be needed by the body because the spiritual gifts meet the needs the present needs of the body and getting to do this alongside brothers and sisters that love you and care about you is it's so it's so joyful we're doing it with the family of god we're practicing together Mm -hmm.
0: thought that practice brings a kind of progress that gets us independent from the spirit is a really good thing to correct as if the Holy Spirit is a coach for us or a mentor that gets us up to a certain place of proficiency and then lets us go because now we can do it on our own the key to understand how that's not true is that the gifts are manifestations of the spirit. You can never operate in a spiritual gift apart from the presence of the Holy Spirit. Mm -hmm. So in fact, the opposite is true. As you grow in the spiritual gift, as you, as you practice more and more and more, all you're going to learn is how to depend on the Holy Spirit more and more and more, how to be filled with him more and more and more. And I loved how you talked through the details of Um, something the Lord had taught you in the practice of prophecy because what you are emphasizing there, which is so helpful to know you pick up real insight and discernment in the practice. Like the practice really does develop. We have to say like it, it develops the gift. It makes it progress. I think about Hebrews five, where it says that you have the, we have the power, our powers of discernment trained by constant practice to discern discern between good and evil. And same thing that you said for prophecy has been true of me for tongues. The way I didn't mention it, but the way that God kept growing in that fire is I started recognizing the, the little slight breezes that would go through my soul. Not as just, not just as, Oh, that's a, I'm glad the spirit is, is comforting me. Although that's true. Or not just as, I wonder if I'm, I'm, you know, hungry or something like that, but I started recognizing them as the Holy Spirit prompted me to pray in the Spirit, and every time I followed Him into that, every time I that was a sowing in the Spirit, where I became more and more and more sensitive to the breeze, and then the breeze became mm-hmm. a wind, and and it and then it felt as though. It, it felt like the more that I was following the spirit in his promptings, the more promptings he gave me to pray. Mm-hmm. And that's, that's what sowing looks like preaching the same thing as well. The reason why I kind of, uh, the reason why I had great, uh, or the Lord brought about this like great bursting fruit in the beginning that like withered really quickly. I think looking back, number one, God was working out his sovereign purposes. But number two is my preaching was not really founded on the word of God. I had, like semi-memorized paraphrase some per, some verses that I was preaching from, but in a lot of ways, I was just, it was a little bit, I'm not comparing myself with Apollos in any way, but it was Apollos-like in the sense where I had just had this experience of Jesus and I was just preaching Christ, mm-hmm. and I didn't know the word of God very well at all. So I did not have the sword of the spirit when the enemy came to me and attacked me, and what God did in me to grow the gift of preaching, even though I didn't really fully understand it when I was in the wilderness, he was teaching me to feed on manna, to learn the word of God, to store it up so that I could properly preach his word and feed the flock good food, rich food, the very words of God. Mm-hmm. So God really is doing something in the practice.
1: And I want to add to that something else that came to my mind is getting back to the- misconception i had of oh as i grow in this then i'll grow in confidence in my own ability to do things we should not expect that to happen we should Mm -hmm. not expect oh as i grow i'm going to be able to do this on my own what we should expect is our confidence to grow in the one who is giving us his grace and our confidence growing in the ways god is at work in me in this way. And I believe it. And I believe he wants to use me to build up his body in this way. And as our confidence grows in what God can do, then we come into gatherings with brothers and sisters expectant that he's going to use us in that very way. Expectant, Joey, that the spirit's going to move in you to teach, to Mm -hmm. preach, to, to lead in zeal in moments that you wouldn't have planned, that you wouldn't have prepared for beforehand. Because as we even practice, we come to see that the spirit's going to use us. He's going to use us at moments where in real time of coming in that exact moment. Mm -hmm. I used to think before I was really immersing myself in these things of okay, I'll pray that this will happen, you know, like next week or tomorrow, or I didn't know the real time, the spirit's dwelling within me. He can, yes. he's here right now. He can move right now. And and mm-hmm. our expectancy will grow as, as we practice. And I always would quench the spirit when I thought, oh, he's bound to only working at this time or at this time, but every Every moment is an opportunity where he could build someone up in love as we were with the saints or as you were praying in the spirit that he may bring something to mind that you were to tell a brother or sister right then and there. Expect the spirit to move immediately. Immediately yeah. we, we see that. We see God do that all over the scriptures.
0: And that's where the, there's probably some people listening who I'd imagine would have the thought, I would practice my gift, but I just don't have any opportunities to do that. And and like I said, there there are seasons God brings us through where we have more open doors than others. You see that with Paul's apostolic ministry. He'd go to a city, there wouldn't be an open door there, he'd go to another, and there's a wide door open for effective ministry. And so of course there's seasons, but a lot of times a lot of times when someone says they don't have an opportunity, what they're waiting for is for some person to to say oh you have the gift of administration we have a we have a position a role for you right now and in, and what they need to instead of waiting for a person to look at them and say you have administration uh, you have the gift of administration we have a role for you you need to look to the spirit and hear and ask him what moments in the day can you redeem as opportunities for sowing to the spirit and you in practicing your spiritual gift so instead of um instead of seeing connecting kind of opportunities with positions and roles connecting opportunities with moments everyday moments to sow mm-hmm. and practice your gift and then to do it by the spirit's power and i, I want to emphasize You'll see in the book, we talk about administration all the time and uh, very often in the book because because it's it's the example of one gift that has been harmed by a natural talent view of the gifts that gifts are aligned with natural talent. So preachers are platformed, very anointed and ministers are uh, not in their less anointed, not uh, not true biblically all gifts are empowerments of the Holy spirit. So even for someone who has the gift of administration, do it. It's very simple. Ask the Holy spirit, Holy spirit. Could you show me where to administer today mm-hmm. for by your power served by the strength that God supplies for your glory to him belong glory and dominion forever. And then when he prompts, when he prompts, you got to go with that. Mm-hmm. Like that's what we talked about in the grow your sensitivity to the spirit episode way back. Um, You have, you sow to the spirit by asking him to interrupt. And then you say yes to the spirit by when he tells you to do something, you say, yes, that's proactive investment and reactive investment. And both are needed in order to grow in sensitivity. But it makes me think about Kelly and I have had, you know, we've had the last couple of months of uh, had some sickness in the past couple months. And what Kelly and I have found in uh, seasons of sickness there's a lot of people and they mean they mean well and Kelly and I have ourselves done this plenty of times but when we're sick they'll they'll send us a text or something like that and say, hey let us know if there's anything we can do to help or or even they'll say um, could we could we pick up dinner for you guys whatever and almost always, those people and it, and again I'm not bashing them because we've done the exact same thing but at what we've like discovered in the last couple of months an interesting trend like they they almost never help because we don't necessarily want to say yeah you should get us dinner uh, we kind of just and some of that stuff we need to work on and, and pride like we need to learn how to ask for help but generally like uh, and, and then if someone that for sure that line like let us know if there's anything we can do to help no one ever lets you know right mm but what is extremely helpful is when someone says, "I'm bringing dinner over for you guys. What do you guys want?" Or when they just drop off, uh, send a DoorDash gift card. If you want to bless someone who's sick, just send them a DoorDash gift card. Like that's amazing. They can just sit there, DoorDash it to themselves. But you just you just get the gift. And it, I, I think when it comes to the gifts, a lot of times we can we can go to our church leaders or go to our church, or community group, and kind of stand on the outskirts and say. Hey, I have I have a teaching gift. Let me know if there's anything I can do to help. Or, hey, is there any position or role that could use my teaching gift? And what we instead need to do is as each has received a gift, use it to yes, serve one another. Yes. Use your gift. If you're a teacher, teach and look primarily for the Holy Spirit to give open doors to do that. And when he mm-hmm. to get when he does, take them. If you are a prophet, prophesy mm-hmm. don't wait for the church to create a role for uh, your position your position if you administrate don't wait for someone to open up a, a, an, a an assistant job or an executive job in the church or an executive role in the church a, a, you know staff or volunteer Look for how the Holy Spirit is wants you to bring order out of chaos and bring it. Mm-hmm. carry it. use your gift the whole it's when the whole body is working, not hesitating and asking one another, mm-hmm. hand is it okay if I move right now?" says the mm-hmm. elbow. You know, like how, how the the hesitation and dysfunction Mm -hmm. of such a body. No, they're moving, they're moving, they're active, they're working. And when the body is working and active and building up, that's when the body grows. So don't ask how you can help, help. Mm -hmm. Don't ask how you can serve, serve. Just do it and Mm -hmm. watch how when you sow, the spirit's going to grow opportunities. He's Mm going to bring more and more opportunities for you to do it.
1: That makes me think of how many moments I've had where a brother or sister has pulled me aside and shared something with me or that's pursuing me in love. And as you were talking, it made me think asking kind of hesitantly, Oh, can, can I do this? Is us asking each other hesitantly, can I love you right now? (laughs) Cause it's, Mm. it's love. Every gift is loving that brother and sister. We don't need to ask each other. Can I love you right now? Like, is that okay with you? Yes, I'm like, yes, please, earnestly pursue me in love. We we are called to that. All the one another's we see in scripture are brothers and sisters, being members of one another, loving one another, stirring up one another to love, and it's it's God's love bursting just explosively for that per- person on display, like through the spiritual gifts. When we every single gift points and it is god's love for that person like on display and and i i could just think of so many stories where i've felt so loved by my brother and sister and loved by the father when they haven't asked when they've just pulled me mm. aside when when they have just stepped out and in practiced and and we're not hesitant but confident in how the spirit was moving and that is how the body will grow like here this is how the body mm-hmm. grows it's built up in love and your part is working properly by stepping out in the spirit and it's it's often our fear and in our flesh that holds us back and we kind of yes. got at that in in other episodes but every moment where the spirit's like leading me to step out, I I sometimes do feel this ounce of fear or my flesh at work. And I have to crucify that. I have to deny myself. A call to the spiritual gifts is a call to deny your flesh and say no to the flesh Mm. and turn and turn Mm. away. And we grow in up into Jesus through, through that. And so I love, I love Joey that you were getting at that because this is, it is a call to just love one another yeah. earnestly
0: earnestly zealously above all love one another earnestly and i think it's it could do a really great work in, in our churches and in our fellowships when we see our, the spiritual gifts as a means to to loving one another and that, that's the point of first corinthians 13 it's not paul pitting love against the gifts no it's saying that spiritual gifts start with love Mm -hmm. and it says, pursue love and then pursue love and earnestly desire the gifts, Mm -hmm. especially that you may prophesy. That's first Corinthians 14 one. They don't pit love and gifts against one another. Mm -hmm. It's saying because you love your brother, because you want your sister to be like Jesus with all your might, because you want to give your life so that the body can be built up and Jesus can be glorified and the whole earth can know that Jesus is Lord because of that, because you love Jesus and you love people with all your heart, with all your mind, with all your soul, earnestly desire to prophesy Mm -hmm. like that. He never puts the two together. He actually uses love to fuel the practice of the gifts. And that's maybe a good place to end because in the next episode, we're going to be talking about earnestly desiring the higher gifts. But for now, for you listening, just start with that simple question, not is there a role or a position for me to, uh, to practice my gifts. Why don't you start just by, by asking very simply how does God want to build up the body through me? Mm-hmm. In any given moment, how does God want me to build up this person standing across the, the table? How does God want to build up the small group that I'm going to tonight? Because I think so often our posture when we show up on a Sunday morning or on a Wednesday night is, what is the pastor going to give me today? What is the small group leader going to give me today? And that's not, it's not a bad question to ask. It's a, good, it's a really mm-hmm. good question to ask actually. But we, what we instead, we all need to be asking is, what does God want to give me today yes. to give to others? Mm-hmm. And whatever he gives to me, I'm going to contribute. I'm going to come not just as a passive consumer, but as an active participant in the body. And that's the only way that I'm going to be built up. That's the only way the body is going to be built up. But when I do, I will be built up and the body will be built up. I will practice, I will immerse, and I'm going to grow and progress mm-hmm. in these things. And we, like I mentioned, we have a plan on in the book immersion plan. It's kind of the the big takeaway from the book, something to grab onto that you can refer back to time and time again, maybe even in different seasons as well. The book is called Use Your Gift. We've been talking through it chapter by chapter with Cassidy. We are now on chapter six. Next week we'll be on chapter seven. If you want to pick up a copy of the book, you can go to livefull.org slash book or livefull.org. And our encouragement, this is a great, um, Reminder to say that our encouragement is to read it with groups of people, mainly because you can only practice the gift in the context of a body. Mm -hmm. Um, An elbow, trying to be an elbow cut off from the body is a dismembered elbow, Mm -hmm. and it's not too good for anything. The spiritual gifts are to build up the body. So my encouragement, especially with a topic like spiritual gift, is not just to read about it, and then hope that later on there might be a time to practice it, but to get with a group of people and to practice week Mm -hmm. by week as you go through, especially with this topic. It's important that you do that and recommended that you do that. Well, that's all for this episode. See you next time.